the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Along the way, suddenly have transpired with each passing day. Judge visits with the Giants and Verlander with the Mets. The new world is beginning today. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me as always, singing. Some good tunes. <laughs> Thanks. What up? Steve Ford. Hey, yeah, that's uh that's from uh Santa Claus is coming to town, the Rankin and Bass special. It's a oh. song uh, called My World is Beginning Today. So yes, yeah, a deep pull right there. I may have already been pull. may have already been starting to watch the Christmas uh specials. It's not even Thanksgiving yet, but that's okay. Hey man, I mean everything is Christmas right now. I mean they're basically already skipping over the Thanksgiving holiday, and yeah. as the time of this recording, it's uh, the day before Thanksgiving. I'll tell you, I won't be skipping over the Thanksgiving eating though. So, oh man, yeah, I'll be uh, uh, setting my scale back about five or six pounds so that I don't notice the massive weight gain that I'm about to get this week. So. Or just put it away until. <laughs> or just put it away. Yeah, that's my plan. I think I'm just gonna slide it away until. <laughs> we'll, Shut we'll, it. We'll. Uh, we'll We'll get back on track in January. <laughs> we, it's crazy this time of year. I mean, tons of food. It's a good holiday indeed. I mean, weather's already butt ass cold, and it is. Yep. And we are again balls deep into off season. <laughs> yes, we with a lot of things happening throughout the league. I mean, there's been trades already happening. There's been signings already happening. Actually, a little bit quicker than I thought, and I don't know yeah. if it's because. Last season, we had kind of the strike go on, or I right. should say the the, the lockout. Lockout. Yes. So I don't know if this is kind of making do for that, but it's kind of cool seeing everything just kind of starting to take off. And this is even before the GM's winter meetings hit. Yeah, yeah. Usually, that's uh, the the GM meetings is the sign of uh, things uh, really getting cooking. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's nice to see everything uh, happening a little bit earlier this year. So I'm very happy about that. We have a plethora of moves. As I read through the rundown, some of these moves uh, I, I hadn't even heard about. So, uh, yeah, yeah, some mean, good notable trades. Yeah, I mean, just right off the bat, obviously the biggest one I, in my opinion, was Kyle Lewis going yeah. to the Diamondbacks. I mean, that was kind of shocking. I mean, it I guess was. maybe not too shocking for the fact that he can't stay healthy, right? But him going to the Diamondbacks, I think it's a good move, fresh start. Yep. Because I think the Mariners are all in on Jared Kalenic and yep. Julio Rodriguez and and that outfield I think is pretty well set. Yeah, Kyle so, is like odd man out here. So uh Yeah, yeah. Smart move by the Mariners getting what they can for him for a guy like you said that can't stay healthy to save his life. So Yeah, and it's sad because he did really have a good a good 2020 season, but it yeah. just never it just never materialized like the way they wanted. So I mean, there's a lot of guys that will be able to take his place. I mean, you have Dylan Morristale, and then plus they also kind of solidified their out their outfield with T. Oscar Hernandez. Yeah. Coming over nice from the Blue Jays. Right yeah, yeah, that was kind of a crazy move. I actually didn't I, I, I know T. Oscar had was kind of the odd man out, especially when they signed Tapia and right. or when they ended up getting Tapia last year, obviously, and then they ended up getting 
George Springer. Yep. I mean, that outfield's looking really good. So I think Teoscar was kind of, and they have that Lords Guriel. So I know yep. he was kind of expendable, but good for the Mariners. Good for the Mariners kind of starting early. Yeah. Same thing with the Angels. They're making moves too. You know, you, right. you mentioned the Gio Urshela deal that they got from the Twins, but they also signed uh, Tyler Anderson right from the Dodgers. So that was a big trying, move, in my opinion. That was boost their pitching a little bit finally because that was something we talked about last season that they needed and they ended up getting like Jacob to, or, uh, no, Syndergaard. No, a Syndergaard. This time, actually, this time they actually go after someone that has tremendous upside. So uh, good for the Angels. So they're getting Urshela. They got Anderson. You know, they're trying to show that they're not fucking around. And, uh, yeah, they're trying to get the bats in there, which they normally do. Yep. They'll usually get a bat or two in the offseason, which is nice. But you and I have always stated that they need pitching. Pitching has been yeah. bad. And I thought Noah Syndergaard was a good fit, but yep. obviously they weren't winning enough to kind of justify keeping him around. And right. so they kind of traded him off for pieces. And yep. they traded him to Philly. But I, I I think once Noah Syndergaard got hurt a few years back when he was with the Mets, I think that was kind of the end of his his emergence as being like a top-tier pitcher in the league. I mean, he's Agreed. kind of fell into the Mike Clevenger kind of tier. Ooh, yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I like the moves uh, the Angels have made so far. Yeah, I do and, too. And, uh, um, well, we got we got Rizzo. He's back home or back staying with the Yanks. Listen, I didn't think that move was going to happen. Nope. I didn't think I, they were either gonna... when, he, when he opted out. I was like, oh, he's going somewhere else. Huh? I didn't think he was doing it for the money. I didn't think maybe that's maybe he wanted to opt out, not be in the Bronx. Yeah, but maybe they came at him because that was a nice deal he signed. So basically, yep. maybe they were like, well, let's offer him something just in case, just in case we don't get judged. But I don't know if that yep. would be if they don't get judge kind of thing, I think that move was just, we need more bats around judge and Stanton. Right. Right. Yeah. I think so too. So, uh, yeah, good for him for uh, sticking around. It's also uh, a goodwill to show judge. Hey, all right, we already got, you know, we know you're, you're close with Rizzo or getting right. the bats back in here. So maybe you want to stick around here in New York and not go elsewhere. Right. Right. And I think it was kind of a no brainer for the Yankees to kind of solidify that first base position. And he could also play D play DH and, right. and it, when either judge isn't playing or if Stanton's not playing. Yep. So Rizzo is really good. And I think what he did in the off season or in the postseason, hitting 276, uh, mm-hmm. eight hits, two home runs, eight RBIs and 29 at bats. I mean, that was really good. And I think that was solidified him being able to sign. And it's not like he signed this incredible large deal. We're talking two years, 40 million. Right. Okay. So yeah, there's some options on there too, I think. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he's getting this crazy big contract. So I, I think two years is just right. Cause he's 33 years old. Yep. So I like that, but kind of going back to what you said with the angels and Tyler Anderson, I think of all these deals, I think the Kyle Lewis one was spectacular for the diamondbacks. I also think the Tyler Anderson one really is kind of the sleeper. signing. It. It, it was a sneaky move there by the angels. Cause you didn't really hear too much about it. But it kind of got the ball rolling of what where the Dodgers going to do now with uh you know definitely bring back Clayton Kershaw and trying to establish their pitching rotation because maybe they're expecting to keep Tyler Anderson around but the Angels were like nope there's another Los Angeles team here in town and uh, we're just going to sneak this one away so they have to yeah. do something the Angels we know the Angels have to do something yeah. they have Mike Trout they have Shohei Otani clearly they want to keep both of them there and mm-hmm. with Otani already they're already talking trade destinations for Otani and I was like half tempted to put that into the lineup like oh what trade uh, destinations would make sense but I, I think the Angels are making a concerning effort to yep. keep them around so they got to put talent around them but I think it doesn't stop here they still need more pitchers oh, uh, this definitely. that their staff isn't really good still and Tyler Anderson yep. 
this was he had a good last season for sure. This last coming yeah. off this year, but I still don't look at that as a home run move yet. No, I don't think I don't think so either because he's not proven. You know, he's a, he could be a good one hit wonder, but a lot of pitchers have had good one year performances and then crap the bed the rest of their career. So yeah, it, um, it's happened all the time. Yeah, so they definitely need to uh, you know. It, it it's good. It puts a, another building block in there. Cause obviously you got Otani, you got Reed Detmers, uh, you know, and then you know, now you get Anderson in there, but you, you still need five. So, <laughs> you know, uh, we'll see what, what happens the rest of the way. If they want to bring in another piece, if, uh, Oh, they did. Know, yeah. Lure, would... Bur- Lure Burlander into the big lights of, uh, of Los Angeles and not the Los Angeles team you'd think of. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. So that would be pretty cool. Kind of pay him what he wants. I mean, he's going to yeah. be 40 years older. He is 40 years old. So maybe give him uh, a friendly deal, but a deal yep. that is kind of front loaded, I think would yep. make sense if they were, because I don't, I think you and I talked in the last podcast or the podcast before that Justin Verlander is not, I mean, he wants to go to a winning franchise, I'm right. sure, but I don't think that's as important as probably getting this one last big payday. Right. So uh, you know, stuff like that makes sense. I mean, if they can't get somebody like Verlander, I think Carlos Rodon is there and yep. maybe they want to make a move for Jacob DeGrom. Now, if I was the angels, I would put him at the top of my wish list is Jacob DeGrom. Oh, yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. I mean, he was a little bit of a battle with the injuries last year, but he's a proven, proven winner, multiple Cy Young award winner. And, right. Uh, still has a lot left in the tank. It's not like Verlander who's, you know, 39, almost 40. Uh, coming near the twilight, you know, Degrom still has a lot left to give. So, uh, I definitely put Degrom at the uh, the top of uh, my wish list if I was running the Angels. I totally would too, man. I totally yep. would too. And, and and I think this is one of the seasons, and this happens every year, where it's the big one or two free agents have to fall first yep. before mm-hmm. the rest of the league kind of falls in the line and starts signing their people. And usually right. it's like a, just a downfall. I mean, it's like a windfall from there. It's everybody's picking up pieces left and right. So yep. obviously the top of the list is Judge, Aaron Judge. All and nice. I think Justin Verlander isn't really at the top of that list, but I think he is an intriguing piece because he had, he's coming off another Cy Young season. Yep. And now that he's 40 years old, he still has a lot left in the tank. So he could be yep. having that la- that late push resurgence kind of like Nolan Ryan did before he before right. he ended his career. So uh, right now they're saying Aaron Judge to the Giants. He's already met with the Giants. And- <laughs> yeah, it's been productive. I, I saw Bleacher Report. He's had very productive meetings the last day or so. Um, I mean... So- uh oh. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I mean, the giant. I mean, the Giants could be a good destination. I mean, he's from Los Angeles. Or he's from uh, California, California. Yep. so I think this would be a good fit for them if he weren't to go. But if he weren't going to go back with the with the Yankees, and and the Giants are pulling out all the all the guns, man. I mean, they already yeah. got Steph Curry meeting with him to kind of <laughs> lure him into yeah. playing it in the Bay. So, what do you think about that? I I think it'd be it'd be different. But the Giants need a face. You know, you and I talked about that before. Buster Posey's gone. There's no real face of the Giants right now when you think about that team. Uh, and and he could definitely be that face. Uh, if you go, if you went to another Los Angeles team like the Dodgers or something, you'd kind of fall in there with Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. He wouldn't be really the face of the team. But if he goes to like the you know the Giants, he is that face. He's going right. to be the guy on the billboard. He's going to be the guy on on the posters outside the stadium. He's you know definitely going to be the one people are going to want to come and see. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it'd be different, but I I, I could see uh, I could see it. It'd be a good fit. I think. No, what would California? 
what would what would a judge lineup look like to you if you were Gabe Kapler and you instantly had Judge into your lineup? Where would you uh, put him? I'm Who would you put around him? Uh, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to be like Aaron Boone. I'm not going to bat the guy lead off. No that. shit, right? You know, it, I, I'd put him probably in that in that three or four range, um, right? Um, lo- looking at their team, the way that they're stacked up here, um, mm. uh, yeah, I think he'd be more of a uh, you know a, a cleanup guy, and uh, you know, I do do something like uh, you know, I, I I like speed at the top, so I do something like Estrada. Uh, there Estrada uh, there at the top. He's got mm-hmm. you know twenty one stolen bases, um, and just you know kind kind of build that way. Uh, maybe put, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, with with Joey Bart. See if he can stay yeah. stay healthy. Put Joey Bart behind him so that maybe Joey Bart could start seeing some more pitches. You know, right? Um, yeah, you know, that, that 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 sort of thing. But uh, you, know, you got still got Jock Peterson. You, you don't know what's going to happen. Evan Longoria, I think, is a free agent, right? So right. I think he he's probably on his way out, but yeah, I'd say in that three, four, four range, but definitely not lead off. So yeah, with, with judge, you have to head him three or four. Of course, I think they want Joey Bart to take the next step in his career because he does have a lot of power into his game, but we haven't seen yep. what he can actually do. And plus, I think that's a reason that they drafted Patrick Bailey a couple of years ago, right? Uh, a nice catcher that they got in college. Nice, co- nice college catcher who I think, he could also hit for average too, and he has a little pop in his bat. So I think they would love to put Joey Bart into the first base or possibly DH position yep. as well. So uh, I think in all, I think if they had it their way, it would be a lineup that has speed at the top, and then it has the power in the middle, like an old school lineup with mm-hmm. Joey Bart, with Jock Peterson, and possibly Mike Yastrzemski. You know, yep. I think that yep. would be their ultimate thing. Now, adding Judge to this lineup, do I think they're a contender? No, I don't. Just because I'm not a big fan of their pitching staff, not a big fan of their relievers, to be honest. I like what they have coming up, but I mean, the song and dance, Brandon Crawford is getting older. I'd seen him actually take a down, a kind of a, kind of a slide a little bit this year. I mean, hitting 231, he was uh, nine home runs, 52 RBIs. It's just at 35 yeah. going, he'll be 36 in, J- uh, in January. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I just don't think he's it. Austin Slater. He's a nice depth piece, but we found out he's just not the guy. And right. I think, uh, Thero Estrada, I mean, maybe it was a flash in the pan Matt last year. We don't know. So hopefully him and Wilmer Flores come out big, but yeah, man, I, I, I think injecting Judge in that lineup, you're almost going to have a situation like the Angels had before Otani. You're going to have to put talent around Judge in oh, hitting yeah. for sure. Yep. Yep. I agree. In Longoria, I don't see him getting back with them. I thought the stupidest thing they did was let Chris Bryant walk. I think that was a guy that could have been the, the focal point of your franchise until you Rockies tried to sign somebody really like the Judge. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rockies. They're just a weird fucking move. It man. was such a weird. Something was fishy about that move. Some bro, hundred <laughs> percent. It, it something was weird about that deal. I, you sign Arenado to all that money the year before, and then you pedal him. Yep. For basically nobody. You pedal and then Trevor Story. You pedal Tre- Trevor Story, and then you yep. sign Chris Bryant to a, to a huge deal. <laughs> like, what are we doing, guys? Unless they really believed in Brendan Rogers and Welker and, and some of those guys, maybe, but no. I wasn't seeing it, man. I'm no. not seeing it. No, no. The Giants should have been smart and uh, kept Chris Bryant because it'd be even more enticing to Aaron Judge if Chris Bryant was still on that team. Oh, my God. 100%. You know? So judge are you judge in right or center and then throw Chris Bryant left and sometimes playing third. I mean, yeah. 
I don't know. I think that was the way to go. And like yep. I said, I don't hate the Giants pieces. Eloy Ramos is there and and they yep. have some good pieces, right? Some Lamont Wade Jr. has been good in the in, as a backup. So they have some pieces, but I just they need more, man. I think yep. if they were to sign Judge, I think they also should maybe sign Dansby Swanson. So get that Ooh, yeah. get a get a shortstop in there that can kind of mix it up a little bit. I mean, Brandon Crawford could play third or second. Uh, defensively, he's really good, but I, I think Dansby Swanson would be a nice piece because I don't think he's going to go for Max Deal. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it'll be interesting. It looks like things are going well, and the Verlanders met with the Mets. And That's an interesting one. Yeah, that, that'd be fun. And, you know, because I was thinking, it's like the Mets, really. But then I started thinking about it, it's like, oh, it could be a reunion with him and Max. That'd mm-hmm. be interesting, right? You know, the uh, the old one-two punch with the Tigers would be back to close out their careers with the Mets. That would be uh, that'd be something else. That would be, be if you were the GM and say you did sign Verlander, Steve, and you're the coach. We'll say you're the coach, the manager. Right. Would you put Verlander as the ace of the, of the rotation, or would you keep Scherzer because Scherzer's younger? No, I'd go with Verlander as the ace, uh, wow. the ace, just because Max has shown in the last couple of years he can't stay healthy. Right, Verlander had that great year coming off Tommy John. He's shown these very durable. You know, he had that. You know, like I said, the the Tommy John surgery. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's shown in the past he can give you 170, 200 innings. And Max has just been uh, he's just been too injury prone the last few. Yeah. Years. So uh, I, I'd put uh, I'd put Max or uh, Justin at the top, and the Max would be number two. Yeah, I mean that would that's a good looking that's a good looking rotation as well. I'd be yeah behind him Carlos Carrasco, David yep. Peterson, uh, Joey uh, Joey Lachesi. but. I don't know if they're going to go for Tijuan Walker again, right. if they're going to make a move at him. We still don't yep. know. Uh, it's kind of, a, we don't know if they're going to go for DeGrom. I think first they want to see where De- DeGrom sits. Yep, exactly. And, and if they can resign him. Mm-hmm. So I think once, like you and I, like I said a, a few minutes ago, I think once the big free agents find where they're going to go, the rest of the pieces will start falling down. Yeah, and I then if it'll, be, uh, if it'll be something like they, they have, Verlander meeting with the Mets is sort of like a, a jealousy thing for DeGrom. Hey, look who we're meeting with here. Do, do you want to maybe still think about coming back or what's going on here? Because we have moves that we can make here. So uh, it's a good move. Think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got Verlander. He, he's interested. You, you know, you, you want to you want to come back? We can kick him to the curb. All right. It's, it's uh, Verlander. Up- <laughs> Verlander has never been able to test free agency very much. Uh-uh. I mean, in the past, he's always been just kind of. His contracts are the team that, uh, that that he's been with. Yeah. yeah. And, and his contracts have always been settled before the year starts. Yep. And yep. he never had to talk about holding out. And he was never a, a picky guy to deal with. I think no. he knew his value. He knew he would get his value. And he has shown what he could do, right? He's not injury prone. He's always been yep. the constant the constant guy. Yep. So I, I think that's an easy sign. So this is the first time he's actually, he can actually be courted <laughs> at 40 years old and see <laughs> yeah. where he fits. Now, like I said, if I were if I were teams like the Los Angeles Angels, obviously the Mets, but the Rangers, yep. I would say let's go for him. Let's try to what can we do here? Well, how much money do you want? We'll pay because right. he's not going to pitch till he's fifty or forty five. No, no. Even, so no, he he said he wants to go until he's forty four. You know, something right. similar to Tom Brady. So that gives you what four more years? Possibly, if possibly that, four more years. Yeah, and that, that's even being pie in the sky. I think forty four is uh, you know, I, I think realistically for him, I'd give it two more years. I would too. 42. I think, uh, 
uh, realistic for Justin. So yeah, yeah, a small deal. And, and you're I one, just, yeah. you're one bad injury away too. Because if he exactly. had another injury that will put him out of season, he's done. He's going to retire. Yeah, exactly. He's got a kid at home. He's got a wife. He's not going to be like, oh, you know, at forty. So he's not Tom Brady. Oh, I can, I can rehab and come back from this. No, he, yeah, he he pick his family. Yeah. Right. Have you seen his wife? Yeah, yeah. I've seen his wife. I choose my family every day too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that'd be interesting for for Texas if they got if they went after and tried to get Degrom and Verlander for a little one two punch and say we're supposed to be getting your pitching that you want. So uh, that'd be something else. You know, I mean, the, the, the offense that they already have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you the know. Texas Rangers are all in. Yeah. They're all in. Ray Davis, the the head dude over there. They're all in. They're not yep. afraid to spend money. Nope. Chris Young, the GM, they're just not afraid to go after what they did. Now yep. they went out and they got some good pieces last year. And then now it's time to build up because the the weakness of that team has been their pitching. So right. now it's time to build it up. So that would be interesting if they kind of go and get one, two punch, you know, get DeGrom and Verlander or DeGrom and Rodon or something Ooh. like that. I mean, that's. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean that that yeah. would be that would be like fuck you. Let's win now, kind of <laughs> exactly, deal, right? exactly. Yeah. Speaking of fuck you, uh, Alex Manila <laughs> <laughs> calling out Garrett Cole. Uh, I I read too much into this until you posted the article, and uh, wow, he uh, he didn't mince words. Like when they asked uh, who's the uh, who's the uh, worst cheater in baseball history, Alec Manila, Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah. So didn't even bat an eyelash. It came out. Uh, it was a weird show. It's this uh, how hungry are you show? Yeah. Uh, he was talking to Serge, uh, Serge <laughs> <laughs> former NBA guy. I don't know if he still plays or not. And basically he called Garrett Cole MLB's biggest cheater. And reading the article, it's kind of interesting. If, if anybody follows uh, pitchers or follows the league or what have you. Alec Manoa is, has been a really good pitcher. I remember yeah. when the Blue Jays drafted him, I believe, out of West Virginia. He's just been a really strong, solid, great pitcher for the Blue Jays so far, especially the year he had last year. Yeah, And I remember seeing him pitch in the All-Star game and mm-hmm. hearing him talk. This is the first time I've actually heard him talk a lot. And I remember he was giving John Schmoltz shit and uh, he, he's just kind of, he can talk shit. He's kind of one of those like tough guys. And he kind of went after Cole in this, in this thing. And basically the, uh, the spider tack, I mean, the spider tack yep. that yep. they, that they banned. He basically was like, yeah, I mean, Cole was a big proponent of that. I mean, he, yep. he doesn't know if he could pitch any other way, which is interesting because it's not like Garrett Cole has had a bad fucking year. I mean, Garrett, no, Cole, actually had a pretty decent year. Now we don't, I doubt he was using substances because they checked that, but you know, exactly. thir- 13 and eight with 3.50 ERA, 257 Ks, which I believe was a first. Uh, it, in was AL. A, it was a, uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was a Yankees franchise record for strikeouts in the season. Right. So, so yeah, not, uh, not a bad year. Huh? Yeah. I mean, his ERA was up there a little bit. So tell that. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, it wasn't Garrett Cole esque, but it's also him probably trying to learn how to uh, pitch without the spider tech, you know, because I right. noticed after they put the ban on it, you know, it wasn't a, uh, a, you know, a big shocker that he was a proponent of this because he spoke out and said it was going to be difficult. His numbers did go down and got a little bit worse after uh, uh, the, the, 
ban on the substances, but right. he's, he's adapting and uh, yeah, his ERA wasn't the best, but he was still striking people out. So, you know, I mean, all I'm saying is this just sparks the Blue Jays Yankees rivalry. Oh, it really does. It's like it's like if if you was looking for a way to help blossom this uh this rivalry, he just uh got his wish. Fuck yeah, you dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And I love this. Yeah. I love this. I love Smack yep. Talk. I think yep. Major League Baseball needs more of this. I need more guys like Alec Manoa calling out yep. shit. Even if it's not a hundred percent true, right. Right. it's just fucking awesome. It ignites it ignites that fire, it ignites that that rivalry that we used to see back in the days, you know, yep. before the, before the early nineties and stuff. And yep. uh, man, I'm all, I'm here for it. And if and guys like Alec Manoa are at the top of my list, it's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, man, yeah. you, you go in on them for it. And yep. it's, and Garrett Cole, I don't know. Garrett Cole is a guy that has taken much flack in the past, yes, not about yeah. himself, but just playing and stuff. And, yep. and, and they always, they try the reporters, especially in the Bronx, try to get him riled up. And yeah. remember that one where they were doing the carry the baby in the postseason? Uh, yep. 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 And he goes, yeah, it was funny. It was a good move. You know, yeah, and they just, I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, I yep. remember this uh, one model, something St. Rose, uh, a couple years ago, she flashed her, flashed her tits at him <laughs> and uh, behind, you can see it on, uh, on YouTube or whatever. I mean, obviously they blurred out, but she right. like pulled up her shirt behind backstop to kind of like, in, uh, kind of get to him, get into his yeah. head a little bit. Yeah. And he just like looked at her and just shook it off. I'd be like staring, you know, Yeah. and, uh, try to get, get in his head. I, Garrett Cole's Zen, man. It seems like this yeah. guy is completely Zen, especially, I mean, when he was with member Houston and uh-huh. he was kind of battling against uh, Verlander, who's going to be the the Cy Young that year, a few couple yep. years oh, ago. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. And he lost out to Verlander. I mean, yep. and they still try to get to him and yeah. this guy keeps at it. So I want more people to call each other out, dude. I love yeah, it. I, do too. I love it. I do. Too. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for we're, it. we're, we're, we can't all be friends here. Let's, uh, let's, ha- let's have some fun here. And, uh, if that helped bolster the rivalry between those two, that's great. Fuck you know, yeah. Because, uh, uh, I mean, I think, I think Toronto is just trying to do their best to, to say, yeah, we're a part of this dance here because, you know, they have this great core and right. the core kind of, kind of pooped out, pittered out in the playoffs. And, uh, uh, I, I like this. It, it kind of, you know, says, all right, you know, we're not going away. So yeah. it's good. It's yeah. Good. I love it. A hundred percent, bro. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> um, keep on going. So yeah. Uh, call him a cheater. I, we, we don't know. I mean, he can't really cheat now. Maybe he can. Maybe he can't. I don't know. But that's checking them every inning, though. So if every inning, if he's doing it, he's really good at hiding it. You know? Well, basically, Manoa's complaint came that up until the tw- that last season, it was he was one of the last generational last generation of pitchers who used spider tack, used yeah. any means well, necessary. Guess what? If it wasn't banned. More power to you. Hey, man, you know? <laughs> I'm all here for finding ways to win. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at the history of baseball, everybody's trying to gain an edge. Now, I'm yeah. not a fan of steroids. I think that's no. overly cheating. I'm not a fan of what the Houston Astros did. No. Uh, contrary. Yep. Yeah, contrary yep. to my initial thoughts when we did the podcast about it, looking yep. into it more. I mean, they really did cheat. So, yeah. but, but I think trying to gain an edge, whether you yep. put a little extra pine tar on your bat, if you... I mean, Christ, Ty Cobb used to sharpen his cleats. I yep, mean, exactly. there's guys or, that just 
do different things. Or Ty- Tiger Stadium would always add a little bit more. Ty Cobb would always have them add a little bit more water in the uh, right by home plate, so it stopped the uh, stop the ball on uh, yes, you know, on, like bunts and stuff. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so you know you got to do what you got to do, right? Hey, bro, you got to do what you got to do in this <laughs> game, and I, I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for the trash talking. I'm here for. I feel like baseball is in this point now the last few years with the stars that are coming in this league that they're just building their way up and it's yep. they're getting more popular. You're seeing a lot more, a lot more razzle dazzle. It's fun, yep. man. It's, it's fucking fun. Let the kids play. All right. Let the kids play. <laughs> well, but you have something you want to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured in, in Steve spirit- has AIDS. No, no. <laughs> surprise. Oh, <God. laughs> Damn it. <laughs> In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I thought it'd be fun to reflect on five things that we are grateful for from this past baseball season or Ooh. going forward uh, for, for, for baseball. So uh, a lot to be thankful for this year. There's a lot to be thankful for. So I thought we you know, could could each come up with uh with with five and uh you know to share them. We don't have to, you know, go into huge detail on it, but you know, just a couple of sentences on each of uh of what we're thankful for here. So, yeah. So mine first one is the emergence of young stars, particularly Julio Rodriguez, our, uh, you know, Julio Rodriguez, Strider, Harris, all these young players that are coming up. The, the future of the game is in, is in good hands. Uh-huh. We've seen it uh, in the past few years with, with judge and, you know, trout from 10 years ago. And we just keep getting a more and more emergence of uh, young stars here. And the, the future is bright. And I'm very, very grateful for that. It's, uh, it's fun to watch. And like we said earlier, just let, let the kids play and, you know, they keep playing and this game's going to just keep getting better. So yeah, I'm very, very grateful for that. Uh, number two, grateful for uh championship for the old man, Dusty Baker. I got my toothpick uh, in just like Dusty. I was gonna, I was gonna mention. I was like, "Are you channeling your inner Dusty Baker?" I am. I'm channeling it. Yes, that, sir. That, I got my toothpick in for it. So just, just a guy that's been around baseball forever. He won one as a player with the Dodgers, but just to finally see everywhere he's gone to manage, his teams have made the playoffs. They, they just win, but to finally get the the culmination in a World Series championship is uh just big, and I'm very happy for for Dusty Baker. He's players there. get better under Dusty. He knows yeah, how to develop them. Yep. He knows how to get the most out of his players. Yep, yep. The players love. They'll they'll run through a wall for Dusty Baker. So it's mm-hmm. good that he finally gets his uh elusive uh managing world series championships so yes sir uh number three is a judging season for the ages all right uh, yeah exactly uh just just watching what he did bashing the home runs and doing it clean you know i i still i consider him now the single season home run champion yes, uh throwing barry bonds mark mark wire see we saw all them in the side because he did it uh with no uh cloud hanging over his head just you know, just something fun to watch and uh and seeing it again uh with, with the Yankees. You got Roger Maris, Babe Ruth, and now Aaron Judge. So it's uh you know, it's been it's been fun to watch and, and good for him because you know we talked about in past podcasts of him battling the injuries and battling yep. the ups and downs so just to finally get a season like this and betting on himself, but he's about to get a huge payday. So yes, he uh, is a, a judging season for the ages for me. Could uh, happen to four, a better guy, right? E- exactly. He just seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. Uh, number four, um, you know, this is my hot take. A universe, the universal DH. I've enjoyed it. Boo, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. The, the watching pitchers bat in the National League was just yeah. so. Yeah, it was like know, a because, fucking depressed couch fart. Exactly. So seeing uh, 
the DH and seeing like players like Bryce Harper, uh, people in the National League, this helps open up the uh, the National League for picking up those free agents of people that would most likely only stay in the uh, American League before. So I've enjoyed watching the offense uh, flourish in the National League now as well as the American League. So uh, I'm grateful for the universal DH. And then fifth for me is uh, Seattle Mariners. They ended their playoff drought. Uh, last time Seattle had made the playoffs, I was in high school. So uh, uh, very, very excited to see. I wish it could have lasted longer, but all the games that they lost against Houston, they were in it. They were competitive. This team is going to, I think, make the playoffs many more times uh, for, for years to come. So uh, Seattle Mariners ending their playoff drought. That was my, uh, my number five on my list of things that I'm grateful for from this past season. Wow, Steve, you're very thankful for a lot of things. I am, and also uh, green bean casserole. <laughs> hey, yeah, name me your favorite dish. What is your favorite dish? Is that uh, it? Yeah, green bean casserole. Be Ooh, good dish, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could build the ultimate like Steve Ford uh, Thanksgiving plate, yeah, it would be uh, uh, a drumstick. I always go yeah. with drumstick. Let's go. Green, green bean casserole, oh, uh, uh, sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on it. Wow. Uh, throw some stuffing on there, and, uh, and then yeah, I'm good to go. How about okay? What's the bread? Do you go cornbread or do you go dinner rolls? Uh, that's a tough. I go usually it's dinner rolls for our for our dinners. So. That's I, yeah. I agree. A little yeah. butter on it. A little butter oh, yeah. on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Throw, yeah. Throw a lot on there. What the hell? Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. Top that fucker up with <laughs> gravy. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then just throw gravy on everything, and you're all set. Uh, you know, you're just good to go. How about you? Well, uh, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but my plate basically the yeah. your plate without okay. the without the yams or the the sweet potatoes. Uh, I'm you know what I'm not a big fan of either. I'm not a big fan of cranberries. Dude, you know it's great. Uh, we always it's always a staple on the table, but nobody eats them. So Shock. when we yeah. when, when when we were kids at my grandparents' house, we would take the uh, take the, the the cranberry sauce. Yeah, uh, like the container, like the the plate of it and stuff. We just start passing it around the table to see people notice. And see how many times we could get it around the table before someone's like, "Why are we passing this around?" So, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a lost art. We always enjoyed doing that as a kid. So, uh, yeah, that cranberry sauce—I never really ate it. It was just fun to pass around. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, it's it's almost like a, a table garnishment. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah, yep, yep. It's like my dad with uh with pumpkin pie. He hates pumpkin pie. Really? Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite pie? Uh, for Thanksgiving, yeah, pumpkin pie. Ooh. I mean, pumpkin pie is good, man. I yeah. mean, it's yeah, that's I, you know, I'm a big fan of pecan pie. Yeah. No, I fuck with uh, it, dude. Yeah, I bet. I, <laughs> Gemma likes the apple pie. Uh, apple pie is good. Yeah, but yeah, me, I'll I'll go with the pumpkin pie. I remember, uh, one year at my grandparents, my dad was uh, he stepped outside to uh, uh have a cigarette break, and uh, yeah. we uh, all threw Cool Whip on his uh, on a a thing of pumpkin pie, like yeah. a slice of it, and put it at, his, uh, at a spot. He's like, "Oh, you know, pie got served when you were outside, so it's it's all set for you." He went to go take a bite. And he stopped and then took the took the uh, cool up off. He's like, "Good try, guys." Yeah, he's so, like, "Solid you, effort, you scurvy sons of bitches." <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, exactly. He can't. He won't eat pumpkin pie at all. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're pretty similar in that regard. I, you, and I, in terms of what we like, man, it's. uh Got all the fixing. Drumstick is the best, though, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Especially when you finish that bone. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, save the neck for me, Clark. Yes. (laughs) God, I'm hungry now. Yeah, right. I want a second plate, too. I've always asked 
you know, it's always been a, a, a dream of mine. If someone could just set out a second plate for me, you know, cause you always get the, just the one plate, but give me like yeah. a second plate on the oh. side. That'd, that'd be great. You know, that'd be nice. That way you don't have to get up. You just, yeah. Right there. Yeah. You know, I'm just ready to go. Oh, you're not going to use that uh, salad. Yeah. No one's doing that. Right? Yeah. No one's doing a salad. <laughs> that's cute. Anyway, yeah. yeah um, salad, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's, that's cute. That's, that's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, right off the bat, man, I'm thankful for my Shohei Otani card. Um, <laughs> Dude, yeah, I bet. Oh, man. Uh, do, do you sleep with it at night? Uh, just about, man. It's, the deck. The... it's, not, it's on my uh, my nightstand right next to me. Is it? Just, nice. Yeah. I'll be like, nice. good night, Mickey, my dog. Good night, Maze, my other dog. I'll be like, good night, Shohei. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, he's going to play in the World Baseball Classics. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, Japan's good for good great. for Japan, man. Japan's yeah. gonna murder it this that, this year. Oh, dude, yeah, totally. Um, right off the bat, man, Aaron Judge. Yep. Uh, Aaron Judge. Like, what can I say that you haven't already said? I mean, he. What I'll say is, Aaron Judge proves proved you don't yep. have to cheat to be great in the game. Yep. yep. And uh, I mean, he is. He's a true home run leader in my eyes. Yep. Uh, sixty-two home runs this year. I mean, just right off the bat, how amazing that is. Hit. Hit over 300. We have a yep. an over 300 MVP, which is amazing. 131 <laughs> ribbies, yep. 1.111 OPS. Let's go. Gosh. I mean, he's just had a her a her 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 what do you call it a Herculean, Herculean effort Herculean effort and yeah. good for him, man. I just that was what I'm thankful for. Especially he's such a nice guy. It seems yeah he yep. he he's just he's reserved in cases, but he 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 does he plays for the kids a lot and he's really yeah. good with the kids and he's really good with fans and he's new york's perfect ball player and i hope he stays in new york i, I mean so too. uh we'll see but at the same time yeah man so i'm thankful for aaron judge and all that he is all that he's bringing to the game for sure number two for me i mean uh, we're i'm doing my love affair <laughs> like the fourth or fifth week in a row for nolan <laughs> yeah Ar- it really is it's uh like nolan arenado's glove dude you're top your top three players right there. Top two, I think it's like Mookie Betts and Nolan Arenado. Yes, sir. Right there, one and one A, it feels like. Oh, 100%, <laughs> man. And, and Mookie didn't have the great year, of course, nope. so we haven't talked about him. But but Nolan Arenado, seven-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glove. I mean, he's won a Gold Glove every year he's been in the league. Oh. I mean, you could add the little piddly stuff. I, I don't know if it's piddly, but it's just like you know, the Platinum Gold Glove, the Silver Slugger, things like yep. that. But he's just, he had an MVP-type season. He's actually yep. hit for the cycle twice in his career. Jeez. Which not every Hall of Famer or potential Hall of Famer does, yeah. and I'm just thankful for him. I, I love yeah. that. I liked him when he played for the Rockies, but remember, you and I were saying, how is he going to hit when nope. he goes to the St. Louis Cardinals? When he, yeah. how, what's he going to do out there in Bush Stadium? And he kills it. He's, yep. he's being absolutely amazing, and I, and he's going to keep going. He's like 31, yep. and he's going to keep at it. So I'm thankful for him. I'm thankful for his glove. I think. Just watching him at third base is just pretty. Uh, it's yeah. just fantastic. Uh, and you touched on the next one. Uh, number three for me, I, I'm honestly thankful for the Detroit Tigers cleaning the stink out of the organization. Yeah, you and me both. I mean, from the bad coaches to the bad trainers to the bad scouts to the uh, nutritionists all the way to minor leagues, they cleaned house, man. And thankful for, I guess we could say, Scott Harris – Yep. Uh, I'll even give an old drums, throw an old drumstick down to Chris Illich. Um, <laughs> no, throw one to AJ Hinch too. So yeah. He, he seems to have his mitts on this as well. Because it was, it was bad. I mean, we knew it was bad before all-star break. And then we yep. were wondering where does this team go from here? We had some yep. really good young stars who I'll talk about in a minute, but 
I, I just think we needed more than that. We needed someone yep. to develop them and we needed some, not just development. I mean, it was more than that. It was just, you knew there was a stink in the organization and it, and yep. it, it started with the old regime. I mean, they even had guys from before Dombrowski still there. Yeah. Uh, Scott, yeah. uh, Scott or um, scouts and, and trainers and what have yep. you. And it's good. We just got all of that out. And, and now Scott Harris can build the team in, in his image and build the yep. team in through what AJ Hintz thinks is important yep. as well. So I'm very impressed with that because to me, by the end of the season, I was very, before the end of the season, I was very depressed about the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. And I was looking, I was like, God, I mean, I even have hope for the lions over the Tigers at one point. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and Take they did a shower because, oh, I mean, just watching a super, a potential superstar like Torque just not hit good yep. at all, yep. and you just seen how bad the development is. They finally peddled Lloyd McClendon, and uh, <laughs> it's just fun. It's good. I, I'm just so I'm very thankful that comes in at number three, man. Number four for me, man. Uh, the young stars, the next generation yep. of young stars. Same as you, I, I think you and I have talked a lot about the young stars this year. Bobby Witt Jr., Adley yep. Rushman, Julio Rodriguez, yep. Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green, Grayson uh, Rodriguez. I mean, you get some some fucking studs, man. Yeah. C.J. Abrams. I mean, you got some really good guys that have came up this year and guys that are on their way, you know, the Jack Lighters, the Jordan Lawlers, yeah. uh, the Jason Dominguez. I mean, there's so many good. I mean, <laughs> we're looking at, look at Cleveland. I mean, uh, even though they, Shane Bieber's their guy, Shane Bieber could For walk now. tomorrow and yeah, they could still okay. have Dr. Sticks and yep. they'll be okay. You yep. know? So I just love the next generation of baseball. And we have Fernando Tatis Jr. If he gets his head out of his ass. Wander Franco. And, Wander yeah. Franco. I mean, I guess you can add Bo Bichette Acuna. and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Jesus. Uh, Ronald yeah. Acuna Jr. It, bro. And it just keeps going. And there's so many. Jazz Chisholm. I mean, yep. wow, we could be here all day. Yeah. And I just, I, I love it. I love I love where the league's headed. I love the next generation of stars because these are the people past the Mike Trouts and the Arenados mm-hmm. and the Mookie Bats. These are the next crop. And it's looking good. I mean, Luis Robert, um, I'm, you got to stop me before I keep going. But <laughs> um, but that's that's good for baseball. That's good yep. for baseball. And I'm very thankful that the next crop, I mean, I, there has to be a record for the most rookies call, yeah. called up last year. And they produced at that. Yep. I mean, it's. Outside of the uh, Tigers, well, Riley Green did okay, but uh, a lot of these youngsters that came up, Adley Rushman, yeah, all just just great. Julio Rodriguez, they all had their their hiccups, but then they all you know started to get into their own. And Bobby Wood Jr. and it's it's fun. It was it is it was it was great to see, and it's great for the future of the game because you know when you go to go to watch a baseball game, of course, when you're going, you want to root for your home team, but it's also good to see some of the good players from the opponent's side. Yeah. A lot of times you're going, you're, you know, you're going to a tiger game. You're like, all right, well, who am I going to see against? And can't really name anybody, but now it's like, you got almost a, a new good player on every team. Right. So it's coming to a stadium near you that you're looking forward to seeing. So we're talking about good draft and good scouting throughout the league. I yep. think this is, we're seeing, and a lot of people will say the younger generation, my dad's a big proponent of that. The younger <laughs> generation is just not playing the game. I'm like, I don't know, dad. I, yeah. I think they are. I think they're not just coming from America. They're actually coming from yep. the Dominican Republic and overseas. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I think the talent is there. You just yep. got to keep, you got to keep putting into it. And I, I think there's people like Curtis Granderson who have really built programs for youth. Correct. To, and not just in their cities, just everywhere to really, to really showcase what they can do because some, yep. you might have the greatest player out there. That's not 
that doesn't live by a field or can't yep. can't buy a glove or doesn't you know doesn't yep. have the means or or anything to really get into this game and somehow they do and yep. and it's because people like I said Curtis Granderson and what have you so I, I love where the game's headed and I love it's it's more on a world scale which yeah. I, I think is even is super important so I mean you, I know you need that to compete with the NFL and the NBA yeah. you know you got to get up to that that world platform yeah. Um, and the NBA is doing good because they have that overseas basketball is obviously huge. Yep. And then I love what they're doing in Africa, starting that that league yep. over there, which is bringing in the crop of great African players and and the NFL. They're playing games overseas. I don't know if it will pick up as much overseas in right. terms of players coming over there, but maybe. Uh, but one thing, baseball has been doing it for for years, almost over a yep. decade, bringing players over. So or over a decade, over a century. So yeah. uh, true. It's just I love where it's going, and and they're walking in the footsteps of giants like Minnie Minoso and uh, Ich Ichiro and and Roberto Clemente. I mean, yep. we've had a long history of, of international players come over and just be amazing. So mm-hmm. I, I don't see that stopping in this game. So no. um, number f- so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, number five for me, man. Uh, you went with Seattle. I'm gonna go uh, <laughs> same same league different conference, different division, uh, the blue Jays, man. Uh, I, I'm okay. thankful for the young blue Jays. They finally got a taste of the postseason, and it's lo- finally looking like they're following in the footsteps of the Astros blueprint. Yep. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The hard work's paid off, man. I, I think from the great free agent signings to the development drafting. of, oh, drafting Bob and, 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 and developing Boba Shett and Vlad Guerrero jr. I just, Alec Manoa, I mean, it's looking good, bro. It's it's looking really good out there in Toronto, and I mean, they're Canada's only baseball team now. So, yeah, I I think that opens it up on a more worldly scale, and um, yeah, I'm just thankful that they finally got a taste of postseason. I'm too, and I'm sure they'll get plenty more. They got a a good mix of homegrown talent as well as free agents. So, amen. uh, Yeah, 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 and they do, and I don't know. What they're gonna is wasn't that another one where they fire, fired Char, Charlie Montoro? Yeah, they fired Charlie. Yeah, yeah. And the flurry of firings that we had during the uh, regular season, Montoya got fired. Yeah. Joe Girardi got fired. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny to see the, like for those two managers right there, the interim ones took over and took the team to the uh, the finish line, got them in the postseason. So it's phenomenal. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so, I love it. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Very plenty to be thankful and grateful for uh, uh this year so yes sir and with that should we uh, head on over to collection corner yeah let's do it all right yeah so up for me this week is bob gibson i just finished his hey, autobiography How which oh dude it was really good uh I, I learned a lot man okay uh i learned how much he felt rejected from baseball after baseball and it was more than race it was more it was kind of like what Babe Ruth went through after he was kind mm-hmm. of done and, and nobody was really calling him to manage Willie Mays. It's funny. or It's not funny. It's uh, it's weird that some of the greats in the game never get shots, never yeah. get shots. Yep. to. And he helped the Cardinals with scouting and what have you, but he really did want to manage. And and he had a small brief time there where he helped. Um, he was a pitching coach with the Cardinals and. Yep. And, but it was just they had a, he had a falling out with management and it just didn't work well. I'm talking about Bob Gibson mm-hmm. and just where he came from. And, and I, I think he regrets he lost contact with his brother over the years. And I think there was some 
family uh, con- conflicting things when he got more wealthy and famous. And yeah. It's really sad, but it was a very interesting read. And I, I was finishing up the, the book and then I shot my deer. I shot my for hunting. There season. we go. That's what's up. I was just listening to it. And then a little buck comes <laughs> over to my pile and tur- turned old <laughs> Bob Gibson it? off and lifted my rifle. <laughs> <laughs> old Bob Gibson off and lifted my rifle. But uh, fantastic, fantastic, uh, fantastic listen slash read. Okay. Uh, Bob Gibson's up for me, man. Up five dollars and sixty eight cents. That's a thirteen point five one percent increase. Market price forty seven dollars and seventy two cents, which isn't a surprise because it's he's an older player. Was right. an older player uh, to nineteen fifty nine tops number five fourteen rookie card. Obviously, is something that is way up there right now. Yeah. Is sixty three tops number four fifteen, and of course is O2 Tops Archives uh, in the it's kind of like in the form of the 1969 cards. Ooh, nice. uh, down for me is somebody we already talked about, which I'm surprised he's down, but it's Anthony Rizzo. Ooh, okay. okay. Not down okay. by yeah, I mean it, I mean down by a lot considering where his market price sits at, but right. I, I do see this going up a little bit, but right now it's a steady decline. Uh Anthony Rizzo's down six dollars and sixty nine cents. That's a negative 54.52% decrease. Market Gosh. price right now sits around a whopping $5.58. Get your Rizzo cards then, guys. Get That's your nice. Rizzo. Yeah. 2017 Tops Heritage Variation 410. 2021 Tops Allen and Ginter Mini Framed Relic. And Ooh. his 2012 Tops Gold Sparkle, number 334. Nice. What do you got, Steve? Uh, up for me this week is uh, Dylan Carlson. He's up $18.63 or 133.55% increase to a market value of $32.58. Up cards for him included 2022 Tops Cosmic Chrome, number 113. And his 2021 Prism Fearless Blue Wave Rookie, number 60. Down for me this week is, uh, let's play two, Ernie Banks. Uh, He is down, yeah, $39.23 or a 43.41% decrease to a market value of it's still $51.14, so it's still up there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, down cards includes 1961 tops, number 465, and it's 1959 tops, number uh, 469. And mm. also, I, I think I told you, I have this really cool cigar box that was my dad's that has yeah. all these baseball characters on it. Yep. I think he, he had got it from when he was younger, and when we were uh, moving them uh, out of their house, uh, he had passed that along to me, and it's got Ernie Banks on there. It says Ernie Bingo Banks with a little cartoon picture of him on there. So yeah, and he's like yeah. one of the best ones on there, isn't he? He is. Yep, I think Billy Martin's on there. Yep, uh, and uh, some you know t- team logos, but yeah, I think Ernie Banks is the uh, the, the best player that's on there. So it's a, yeah, it's a good looking, good looking nice cigar little, box. Nice little cigar box, yeah. For sure. Uh, shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Yeah, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, yeah. It's a happy birthday to Hall of Famer, Mariner Gray, and my favorite baseball player growing up, and probably still right up there as my favorite player of all time is uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Hey. Born on November 21st, 1969. What can you say about Ken Griffey Jr.? I mean, 284 career batting average, 2,781 hits, 630 home runs, 1,836 RBIs, 13-time <laughs> All-Star. MVP in 97, a 10-time Gold Glove Award winner, uh, seven-time Silver Silver Slugger winner, NL uh, Comeback Player of the Year, four-time home run leader, ALRBI leader in 97, Mariners number, retired number 24, part of the Mariners Hall of Fame, as well as the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame and member of the Major League Baseball All-Century Team. Exactly, and a partridge. Uh, and obviously inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2016 with a 99.3% uh, uh, vote for uh, his first ballot. 
Who we didn't vote for him? I Who was didn't vote say, for him? I'd like to know the one person that did not vote for Ken Griffey Jr. My God. Ken, right. wow, take that guy's vote away. Seriously. But yeah, he was, uh, when you talk about players that I idolized growing up and I still idolize Ken Griffey Jr. was right up there. Probably my favorite non-Detroit Tiger player of all time is uh, Ken Griffey Jr. So a yeah. uh, little trivia on Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, MLB draft began in 1965 and Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall pick to earn a Triman into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Chipper Jr. or Chipper Jones has done that since then. But think about that with the MLB draft. Uh, he's the first number one overall pick to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. It's a lot of busts right there, or you know, some okay careers, but not Hall of Fame careers. So yeah, wow, yeah. So when I saw that, I was a little bit floored. Uh, so yeah, happy birthday to Junior Kinger Jr. Yeah, happy birthday, man. I yeah. mean, yeah. He, also, uh, it's uh, also Stan Musial's birthday. I think I did Stan Musial last year, the man. Uh, so yeah, good, good birthday to share it there. Griffey Jr. and Stan Mitchell on November 21st. Yeah. But I think my, uh, my uncle Kirk says, uh, he, he actually remembers him well before that. Cause he played little league against him. Oh really? So, yeah. My, my, uh, my uncle, he, they went pretty far, uh, in the little league series. Like they were making yeah. a push for the little league world series and, um, didn't didn't get it, of course, but uh, Ken Griffey Jr. was in that circuit and he remembers a catch that Ken Griffey Jr. made where he stepped on the fence, the top of the fence, and he yeah. caught it over his shoulder and then he jumped over the fence. Jeez, and he goes, on. Yeah, that was when I heard of the first time I heard him. They're like, Who is that? And I was like, Oh, that's Ken Griffey Jr. Like, huh? <laughs> wow, yeah. wow, Ken that's yeah. yeah, so happy birthday to Ken Griffey Jr. Happy birthday, man. Yeah. Fuck, Steve. That is a show. That was a great show. Whew. Man, I feel like I got some tryptophan after that show. I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh we're gonna have I'm gonna have plenty of time to nap tomorrow, both of us. Fucking yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Take that trip across the state. Looking forward to that. So, yep. Uh, eating your yeah. eating your face off and then oh, uh great. And then watching the Lions lose and then passing oh, out. Yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> like that video I sent you. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day traditions, watching the Lions. <laughs> yep. Oh, look, you know, the Buffalo Bills got a bye week this week for Thanksgiving. Huh? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Practice, huh? Cool. <laughs> Practice, exactly. Oh, man. But maybe they'll pull it out. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Stranger things have happened, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But they haven't but, won uh, a Thanksgiving game in like six years. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been a while. Kind of sad when you think yeah, about it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but hey, guys, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We've yes. been seeing the numbers, and we saw a lot of people are uh, commenting on our on our Apple on our Apple page, and yeah. um, saying how much they like the uh, like like the podcast, which means a lot to us. I mean, yes. we can't thank you enough. I mean, obviously, we keep doing it because we, you know, because we love to do it. But it's yep. really nice when people listen and respond, and um, yeah, to me, and Steve, just really thank you. And yep. we're all we're all excited for baseball season coming up, of course, yep. and. As we get into the holiday season, we'll be winding down until what do we do? The last two weeks, usually the last two weeks of December, we take a couple of weeks off for yep. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and then we yep. take things off in January. So, yep. With and then that will be our season three, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Jeez. So that right. Yeah, I mean, we're inching <laughs> our way towards the hundredth episode. So you and I got to figure what the hell we're going to do for the hundredth episode. Bringing Mark back on, aren't we? Bringing Mark back on, special guest, probably the guy <laughs> who spit on pizzas in Comerica Park. Oh, that'd be dope, man. I, we need to find that. <laughs> we really do. That'd be a heck of a hundredth episode. Oh man, um, <laughs> got to bring him back. See if he changed, turn his life around. Yeah. But hey, shit, dude. In the meantime, be a friend, tell a friend. Thank you all so much. And in the meantime. 
Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. All right, we'll catch y'all next week. Deuces. Deuces.